Welcome to Training for Manhood, an ongoing exploration and adventure intended to be fast, fun, and formative for guys who desire to be the best men they can. Young or old, there are always areas for improvement, growth, and maturity. We hope you'll pay attention and put into practice the useful advice you hear on this podcast. But remember, the goal isn't just to listen, but to do what you learn. Welcome to Training for Manhood. All right, welcome back to Training for Manhood. Dan Panetti got Garrett Paulette. Um, Garrett, how long have I known you? Gosh, probably 15 years at least. How, like you were just a kid. Yeah, a little kid. Little kid, right? The, uh, um, the, the little Paulette boy... Right with three older sisters. Yep. What was th- what was that like growing up? Honestly, it was a huge blessing. Really? And, okay. And Look, all those guys out there with all the sisters. Yeah. Like, wait a second. They never dressed me up. My dad didn't allow it, so um, I was <laughs> okay, okay. I was mothered by three extra mothers. Yeah. Um, and uh, just they set a really good example for me. Yeah. And I always wanted wanted to be the protective older brother, but being the younger one. And then I finally got old enough to be the protective bigger brother physically. Um, But no, it was just a huge blessing to have three incredible women uh, to look up to. Yeah. Four and your mom. Four and my mom, yes. But we were just talking about the sisters, so it's not like we left her out or anything. But yes, Um, yeah, great family. Um, You're a a wonderful young man. Um, I just – I remember you as a a fantastic – um, student while you were here, and I mean student in terms of <laughs> yeah, maybe not grades, but <laughs> right, but but just you, you um, I, I just there's something unique about the fourth child. I have a fourth child. Um, it's just you're a little bit more mature as you walk through. Um, in some regards, you don't have to necessarily feel like you always have to kind of prove yourself, right? You just you feel like you're a little bit more comfortable because you're used to being around older people. Yes. And I, I think I watched that in you too. You had a little bit more of a maturity um, than other guys kind of your age. So it was just – it was fun to watch you. But, you know, you've gone on um, college. Um, you just recently got engaged. Yes. And the reason I wanted to talk to you is because there was a study that came out about guys kind of in your – age range. Okay. Um, and one of the things that it said, um, I'm going to, I'm going to read like this, the main thing that the study came out, it said close to half of college educated single women say their relationship status is largely due to an inability to find someone who meets their expectations. Okay. So half the women out there who are single, right. Have made this statement. There are not men worthy to date. And, and here's the deal. I can't necessarily disagree with them, yeah. but I am disappointed that that's a reality. So here's what I need you to do. <laughs> I need you to help the young men that are listening to, to help them move from where they are right now, currently um, not worthy to be dating a young lady, and help them kind of say, okay, I, I want to date and I want to get married and I want to be somebody that a young woman looks at and says, hey, that's a guy worthy of connecting my life with, what are the steps that you would kind of encourage him to take to begin to move in that, that path? Does that make sense? Yeah, Because there's, there's a lot of guys out there right now who are listening and they're kind of like, hey, I'm young and I'm single and there's all these single women out there, but they are not looking at me in terms of dating or marriage, right? Because what they're saying is I'm not worthy. So let's start. Let's start with yeah. the, the advice. Hey guys, sit down, gra- grab a, you know, grab a drink, right? Relax, take it easy. Grab some popcorn because Garrett is going to help us figure know, it out. Figure it out. Yeah, so that's right. Where, where would you start? I would probably start with 
just looking back at the last probably 10 years of my life uh-huh. and, um, you know, graduating from PCA and then going to college, um, a lot of things changed in those, you know, four or five years between high school graduation and college graduation. Yeah. There were some highs, there were some lows, yeah. um, and a lot of, um, honestly figuring out, Hey, what does it look like to be a Christian in Austin at UT and, uh, really struggled with a lot of things. And, um, by the grace of God pulled me back to Dallas and I, um, didn't really know who I was in that moment. And, um, I would say at that time, probably not the guy that most girls would want to date. Okay. Um, so you've been there. I've been there. Yeah. And, um, you know, I was, on the outside, probably looked okay, uh, but on the inside, really struggling with you know who I am as a man, yeah. uh, what I want to do with my life. Yep. Um, lonely, uh, didn't really have any community uh, surrounding me, and uh, nobody pouring into me. Yeah. And um, so, honestly, now, so now we've just summarized where most of those guys are yeah, right now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so and, and so I've been there, been there, done that. What are the steps to get out? Yeah. Of it? So uh, the biggest thing that changed my life, um, probably about six years ago, was um, jumping into community yeah. uh, with other believers, other men uh, my age. That we were honestly all in that same boat. Yeah. We looked at each other and said, "Hey, we don't want necessarily want to live this lifestyle of uh, chasing career, chasing women, chasing like the party life. Yeah. Uh, but we want to we want to do more with our life." And that more was like seeing our need for Jesus in our life. Yeah. Um, and then looking at the, you know, kind of the things that we struggled with and saying, hey, like, it's not good for a man to be alone. And Where does that come from? It comes straight from the Bible. <laughs> and so that's early, early right? in the Bible. Yeah. And so we, we recognize that yeah. and recognize like the need for growth in our life. Okay. And we um, just met, started meeting weekly. Um, started, you know, getting plugged in at our local church. Yes. Um, and having just older people and whether it's programs at the church, uh, mentorship, discipleship, yep. Yep. and start to take form in our lives. So yeah. that was the early steps. Um, and it's just over the next six years of consistent um, being in God's word and confession and uh, just growth as brothers in Christ. Yep. Um, and, you know, slowly um, feeling comfortable in who I was in that time and having guys um, edify the things that they see in me and that growth that they see in me. Um, And then, you know, I felt comfortable to start dating and start, um, you know, because I was confident in who I was, confident in who God had made me to be. Yep. uh, And um, could go and ask her on a date. And if it didn't work out, great. Like, I learned from it. I loved her better than... Uh, it was before, mm-hmm. and um, right. you know, I learned sister in Christ. Yeah, sister in Christ. Treat her well. She's be somebody else's wife someday. Exactly. Always take that. I, I think one of the phrases that I'm, I'm like, if I'm in the mind of a young guy who's listening right now, he's like, whoa, 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 Garrett. <laughs> yeah, that was a lot. <laughs> yeah. Well, he coming like hit hit the pause button because what you're talking about is um, moving away from my fun and exciting lifestyle to one where, um, you know, it's settling down and kind of like the being the adult and getting ready for marriage. And, and I think that's a misnomer, the idea of settling down. You've used the word growth like three or four times. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the key. It's not a settling down. It's actually a moving up, right? I think that the thing that the world has tried to sell young men is the single fun party life where you're doing something every night and you just kind of like, you have no plans you're not tied down to anything. Yeah. That's what you want to pursue when actually that's, that's empty. 
That, that isn't growing you. It isn't growing anybody else, right? You, you really isolate yourself. You don't do that in community, even though there's a lot of people around you. Yeah. You're really not in community. No. It's, <laughs> it's, it's, a lo- it's a lot of people, but really lonely. Right. Yeah. And it is. Right? And, and it's an unfortunate right, reality that a lot of guys have kind of bought into that. And mm-hmm. if I'm a young woman looking for somebody who can lead me spiritually and I want to connect my life with, that's not the guy I'm looking for. Yeah, and so for you to kind of grasp that and say, "Hey, with a group of guys, like let's let's not stay here, let's grow, right, and do the hard work to grow." That's a really important process for you. To, you know, I think it's that personal self assessment, right? I don't want to be here. Um, where do I need to go? And you said, right, find older men who are doing life well. Where are those older men who are doing life well? Right, right. and I think they're in a church. Yep. <laughs> right, uh, and you you watch them and you pay attention to them. And I don't mean doing life well in terms of like financial success. I mean doing yeah. life well. Right now, financial can be a part of it. Right, absolutely. Um, but you're right, really doing life well in terms of like you know, hey, I've got a family. Um, I mean, you can go through you know the Book of Titus and says, hey, here's what it means to be you know an elder in the church. And it's like, mm-hmm. oh, well, here's <laughs> that, that is life well. <laughs> yeah, that, that is life well. Lay, lay it out there for you, right? But when you did that and the decisions that you made, right? How how is that then? Right. How have you processed that as you've gone through? Right. Step one, find those people, and step two, what does it look like in terms of like actually living that out? Yeah, uh, for me, it was especially for, or sorry, in regards to community or just the men, the older men, the, the older men part. Okay. Older men part. Um, it took a while. Yeah. Um, it's not a, well, I got lucky and I get to work with a guy that's uh, pretty uh, incredible and has set a really good example. Yeah. Uh, we of, don't necessarily have to, you know, sit here and tell everybody about Robbie. Or yeah. Anything, right? And so <laughs> I, I had a good example yes. in the workplace, yes. uh, but and all, actually he's done that. I'll say this about Rob, right? He's my brother-in-law, mm-hmm. um, but he has um, intentionally um, poured into many younger men. Yes. Um, and, and you know, the, the idea of him doing life well, he does not have to. Mm-hmm. Um, it is an extra burden on him, right, that a lot of men that I see um, do not do, right? He intentionally carves out time, intentionally carves out um, energy from his own life to pour into the lives of other men. Yes. So he's, he's a great example. And yes, you are, I don't think lucky is the word, right? I think um, you've recognized that and you've put yourself in a position where you can receive that because there's a lot of guys out there that, Right. You can learn from other people, but you're, you're not ready and open to receive that. Yes. So you, you were. So yes. that's, that's a great place to be. That was so great starting point yep. was him, uh, Rob. And then uh, just within my church yeah. and in the ministry that I'm a part of, uh, there are a lot of older guys, even in just a few years older than me, that I saw embodying the things that I want to embody yep. as, a, as a man of God. As, as a, I'm 29 now, but when I started in this ministry, I was 26 at, or maybe in 25 and saw these guys that I want to, you know, just copy yeah. and paste in my life. Yeah. And so I said, I'm going to go serve in this ministry. Okay. So you got to stop there. Cause that word, yes. When most people think of church, right. They think of attending. Yes. You used a different word. <laughs> yeah. Right. Getting plugged in to a place, serving and having responsibility is a totally different thing than the guy who's sitting on the back row, right. Walking in with a bad attitude, doesn't want to be there. Um, isn't open to building community and relationships. And it's like, well, yeah, I, I go to church and it didn't really do anything for me. Mm-hmm. And it's like, what, what, what'd you do? Right, what'd you do? Right. Because you get out of it, what you put into it. So yes. you said the word serve. What did that look like specifically? Yeah. So I had a guy at the 
church I go to, mm-hmm. um, he looked at me and said, hey, why are you still coming to this ministry? Yeah. Um, it's, it's Tuesday nights. You know, there's a lot of people yeah. I could just keep attending. Yeah. And he goes, Gary, you've heard a lot of these messages. It's the porch at it's, Watermark. Yeah, it's the porch at Watermark. It's thousands of people. You yes. can easily get lost. Easily get lost. Right? You sit, sit on the back row. Right. You want to sit in the shadows, right? And, and go, oh, that's, that was really good. And then walk out. You can do that. Yes. But you decided not to. I decided not to. And uh, my friend Noah called it out in me. He said, uh-huh. hey, you've been coming. Yep. And why not take this next step and be a part of this ministry? I love it. And um, I <laughs> it was kind of on the fence because it, it's easy to just attend. It is. It's easy to it's, go hang out with your friends on yep. a Tuesday night, go get dinner after. Somebody, somebody else did all the work. Yep. They set it all up. I show up maybe a few minutes late. Yep. You know, I leave, as you said. I was seen. People saw me. Exactly. And it was like, hey, I did check, my part. Check just the enough. Box. Yep. Yeah. But th- see, that that's the thing. That doesn't transform life. No. Right? That's that's going to the gym, talking to a few guys, right? Yeah, look, looking at the waves. Right, looking at admiring the waves, them. and then leaving, yep. right? And you're like, you know, um, I don't know why, you know, my body hasn't changed, right? <laughs> I, I go to the gym every day, and you're like, going to the gym isn't the process, right? It's right. going to the gym to use the things that are in the gym that transform yourself physically. Same thing spiritually. Yes. Going to church isn't, right, the goal. It's going yeah. to church and connecting with Right, the spirit of God through the people of God, so that you're transformed spiritually. Yes, and you did that. Yes, so as you got called out, I like as that. I got called out. I like this note. Called, called, like called to more, even away. Call, called up. Yeah, as we say, right? Yep. Call, call a guy up. So Noah called you up. You said yes. After it took some convincing, but I said yes, and <laughs> um, got so plugged in. Got plugged in. Yep. We don't necessarily even call it serving because serving is you, you can hand out a paper, yeah, you can exactly. park a car, and yep. we're calling you to lead. Yes. Um, oh. And so we call ourselves leaders. And yep. the people that I train call them leaders uh, because they're called to more. Yep. It is, hey, you are dying to self mm. every Tuesday night, but also it's not a Tuesday night thing. It's a, this is just one night of the week where you can, you know, have the easiest opportunity to love people walking in the doors of this ministry, yep. but you're training yourself up to do this in every aspect of your life. Okay, I love I love that because here's the deal. If you don't do it Wednesday night, you shouldn't be doing it Tuesday night. Yep. If you're not doing it Friday night, you shouldn't be doing it Tuesday night. Yes. If you're not doing it Saturday morning, you shouldn't be doing so that's yes. a, see that's the thing that a lot of people miss, right? It's like, well yeah, you know, I got got plugged in over here, but it didn't change the rest of my life. It's like it it has to change the rest of your life. Yes. Because the um the respect that you get to do that in a position of leadership means that you've got to carry it out in, in every aspect of what yes. you do. That's an important part of it. Very important. That, that's, a, that's a life transformation. If you're going to step into leadership here, right, then it has to work itself out in uh, the way you walk into the office, right, in the work that you do, in the way that you treat other people. That's a, that's a really important aspect of that. So as it, as it played out in you, how did that begin to change? Yeah, so – once I became a leader in mm-hmm. this ministry, I was underneath some leaders, team leads yep. um, that began to take hold in just in my life as yep. people I look up to and yep. that were over me. And they had um, just uh, – they had a say in my life in that time. And mm-hmm. then over the next few years, I began to – I got called up to more and to and end up being one of those team leads. And now I get to train and develop leaders under me. So – it began – so I had people over me, and now I have people under me, and I still have people over me. And so it's this, you know, discipleship in, in a it form is. of um, a regimented yep. Tuesday night thing. Yep. And so that was just one aspect of uh, my life and how being a part of this body um, just began to change my life. Yeah. And it opened the doors to 
other men in my life or other elders uh, and people seeing something in me and calling me into even more mm. and um, walking, you know, now I'm walking through about it. It'll probably end up being about, you know, 17 weeks or so okay. of just day, weekly discipleship uh, with a couple elders at our church that are um, calling me to more mm. in uh, my growth and my faith spiritually. So not just calling me to serve, but also call, calling me to grow uh, and disciple me on uh, just what it looks like to be a Christian yeah. man yeah. Um, in now <laughs> engaged life uh, and f- what I hope to be in my married life. That's right. Yeah. I think that, that process, right, that, that growth process, you realize um, that if if you're running hard after God, one of the things that you'll begin to look at and say, well, who who else is doing this and who else can I do community with? And it's interesting how, um, you know, several of those are going to be guys, right, and you do life with them. Um, every once in a while, you look and there's a girl. Yeah. And you're like, hey. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and that's where the dating part comes in, right? Because it's like, you know, it, it's the... You know, you find somebody who has um, an attractive spirit about them um, that you see in a sense, um, you know, an essence of God in them. And you go, that's really attractive to me. Um, and then she finds that same thing in you. And you realize that the, the connection of two lives together um, are really done because you've got that same shared interest. Yes. And I think that's it's, – it's funny, but I think that's what this study like kind of came out with. Um, there's a lot of young women out there that have bought into the world's lie that um, financial success is what they're going after. And unfortunately, there's a lot of guys out there that are just failing in lots of different areas. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they're not connecting their lives with guys. And I'm like, okay, I think that's fine because that's really not what you need to be connecting with them about anyway. Um, just because a guy's got a good job doesn't mean he's going to be a good husband and a good father and a, and a good person to do life with. And so I think that idea of what you're communicating, though, is at the heart of what a young lady wants, right, is a man who's actually connected to the Lord. Yes. And, and when, when you see that, you begin to realize, yeah, the, the financial part of it, right, I think God has given us work to do, right, and we do our work heartily as unto the Lord. Yes. Um, and so um, it's, it's not as if we're not going to be able to provide for our family, right, but money is not our idol. Yes. And as a woman, you go, oh, okay, so I like that. I like that he can work hard, um, but money is not the goal of life. Um, He wants to provide for a family, right? But he's Mm -hmm. also not going to be a guy who's working 90 hours a week, um, taking away from, right, his responsibility to be a husband and then to be a father one day. Yes. You know what I mean? And so those things all play into that concept of you're going to learn those through a discipleship process if you're under somebody who knows the Word of God, because those are all principles that God's laid out in His Word. Yes. And if you don't if you don't get it from there, right, then what are the principles you're building your life on? And what are you going to do, right? Why, why would I want to connect my life as a young lady with a guy who's built on worldly principles that ultimately aren't going to be successful in life anyway? So I yes. think that's, that's, that's what you're laying out is that, that beautiful picture of you've sat under some people who are doing life well because they've done life through the Word of God. Yes. So what other – other than connecting with um, good community – um, older men, how was it just kind of in your personal walk that you started to, to kind of develop your own right devotion and, and you know study of the word? Too? Yes, and you know go- going to a Christian school yep. and I was surrounded by just the Bible yep. and uh, Christian theology and um, ideas and people oh, yeah. uh, that love the Lord. Class. Yeah, <laughs> and um, 
it really did take a while for that to really like I wanted it. Yeah. And I, I knew I wanted it. And I wanted to be seen that I like this is the type of person I want to be. Right. Uh, but it did take a while for me to make it a more personal sure. thing. Well, when somebody else does the work for you. Yeah. It, or tells you what to do. Yeah, yeah. You can receive it. Yes. Right. But then when do you start doing the work on your own? Yeah. And you realize that it's actually kind of hard. Absolutely. Right. To, to be consistent, to have that dedication, um, to mine the word of God and get right. You know, the, the principles out of it. It's like, you know, that was great when somebody else was doing it, which is why going to church and just listening to the pastor teach. It's like, okay, that, that, Right, that may be yes. step one, but it's definitely not step two, three, or four. Yes, right? because he spent time in the Word of God, but you have to spend time there as well. Yes, right. So that begin to develop and grow in your life as well. Yeah, and in that same season of life after college, it's you know I was trying to figure out the world with no guide to mm-hmm. do it, and um, through a couple of different avenues at my church and the community that I've mentioned. Um, it just began to be a more daily thing. Yeah. Um, and it's not this like, Hey, I'm checking the box and read like open the Bible, read it. Yep. It's having a plan. Yep. It's, Hey, I'm going to where my church is doing something called join the journey. So, Hey, we're going to read through the old Testament this year. Love it. And, and there's not a lot of fun things in the old Testament. There's tons there's, of fun. Well, stuff there's a ton of fun Testament. things, but there's also a ton of boring things. The, and so the, it's, the earth stands still. That's right? true. God yeah. throws down hailstorms. Yes. People. There's a talking donkey. Yeah, there, <laughs> that is true. And there's a, there's a lot of fun things. There's, there's, uh, there's mixed, a lot of boring. And, mixed in with, yeah, there's some chapters in there that I'm like, Oh my goodness. I don't know if I'm going to make it through this. Chapter. Yes. But, but yeah. it, but then seeing God in, <laughs> Like the story of Christ play out through yes. the entirety of the scripture. So good. Um, yep. And that's the vision I didn't have yes. 10 years ago. Yep. It's like, hey, I have this refreshed um, view of who God is yeah. played out in the entirety of the Bible. And that is what makes me want to read Leviticus and Exodus and like Amen. some of the hard parts of the Bible. Yeah. And it's like, hey, God had this picture played out. Yep. Like, I'm the Israelites. I constantly go back see, and, and build my own idol, yeah, and that's the other part. Yeah. Right? Is you see, you see the you know the red thread, right? You see the line of Christ that runs through Scripture, which is totally cool. If you've never seen it before, you need to go back, spend some time in the Old Testament, and just see how everything points to the cross, right? Everything points to Christ, but then you begin to see yourself. Yes, and it's a really bad picture. Yes, <laughs> yeah, you're like, oh, that is that. that right. I am them. And, and yeah. one of one of my favorites. I was probably um, I, I don't know if I was in high school or college. I just remember you know the book of Hosea, right? Always a beautiful picture. It's kind of like reading David, right? Mm-hmm. You know, Goliath. You always see yourself as David, and you're yeah. like, eh, easy, easy, the big guy. Yeah. You know, you're, you're probably more Saul sitting over there on the yes. sidelines when you should be out fighting. Um, uh, but, you know, Hosea was always a beautiful picture of like, you know, oh, yeah, you know, Hosea who's, you know, struggled and suffered and put up with so much, you know. And um, I just remember, you know, one person saying to me, it's like, hey, in the Bible, you're not Hosea, you're Gomer. Yeah. And you're like, I don't want to be Gomer. What yeah. you, the, Gomer is the unfaithful spouse, right, who continues to go back to the ways of the world. And they're like, yeah. yeah. And I'm like, right. Ooh, oh, yeah, that's yeah, me. That is me. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> right. Who's Hosea? Jesus is Hosea. Yeah. Right. And you're like, oh, shoot. Um, so that's just, right, you know, not only seeing Christ through it, right, but then you begin to see you, right? Yes. And you begin to see the, you know, the cyclical fickleness of the Israelites. And then you see yourself in the mirror and you go, oh, 
I look an awful lot like that. Yes. And you realize that God loves us, but doesn't want us to stay there. Yes. And so how can we move past that? And it's like, yeah, here's the, here's the deal. Here's what God's plan is for you for growth and for development. He wants you to be, I love the picture, um, a lot in the Old Testament, they use a picture of a tree um, for what a godly person needs to look like. Yes. Right. And you get this idea of like, yeah, you need to be something that's deeply rooted in the word, but also grows up strong and straight so that you can provide, right, shade and protection and fruit for the lives of others around you. Yes. And you're like, that's what I want to be. Yes. Right? Psalm 1. Yes. So I, I like that. I mean, I just, you know, you start with a great self-assessment, right? I don't want to be where I am, right? You move to building community, right, which includes not only peers, not only good guys your age, which you are doing life together with other yes. young guys your age doing life well. But I think you've got to find some older guys as well to speak some of those hard truths into you. Um, but then it also has to just be a personal daily devotion on your own. Absolutely. Anything else? Yeah. Um, so community, devotion, and then growing in just other disciplines, yeah. I would say, and growing in like prayer yep. and you know meditation. Like what does it look like to meditate on God's word day and night? Yeah. And like I'm, I don't know. I'm figuring that out. Yeah. Um, serving S- and there's silence and solitude S- yes jesus was the best at silence and solitude yeah. and it, it, it's so funny to think when you read about jesus and he needed his in a sense alone time yeah his alone time with god and you're like why does the why does the son of god need alone time and you're like seriously yeah right i mean um wilderness time is what they used to do in the old yes. testament when god wanted to get you alone he's like oh here's the deal i can't talk <laughs> to you in the midst of where you are so i'll just strip everything away from yes. you and stick you in the desert and say hey do i have your attention now yes and, and the reality is is if we don't program that time and we allow the noise of the world to dominate our thoughts and, and you know our mind right then in a sense if we want god to grow us we kind of force his hand to say hey god you know, here's the deal. I, I'm not paying attention to you. If you want to talk to me, you're going to have to get me alone with you. And God will say, oh, I can do that. Yep. Right? Yes. Oh, look, there's a surgery coming up. <laughs> yes. Oh, you walked into the doctor's office and you got cancer. I don't know what it is. Yes. Yeah. Right? And, and it doesn't have to be bad. But the concept is, is God can get you to slow down. Absolutely. And, and, the, and the reality is, is most of the people that I, uh, that I talk to, when they, when they find out something happened in their life that they had to slow down for, they hate it at the beginning and they love it at the end. Amen. So Amen. Find, find some time to slow down yes. and find a little silence and solitude. Yes. So practice those spiritual disciplines. I love it. Yes. What else? Uh, so in, in regards to being ready for a spouse. I or, like that. Yeah. Yes. Was, so, it, was there anything specific that really kind of prepared you to kind of hit the dating scene? And I think, you know, those things led up to – you know, being a community, yep. those things yep. helped me just one feel comfortable in who I was. Yes, um, and because you know I struggle with a lot of insecurities, and I think men don't speak about those very often. Nope, um, and that's why having community to Helps. help, like, hey, that's right, to counter those lies that that's we right. feed ourselves was important. Yep. And honestly, I just started to start asking people on dates. Yeah, like, I was a, I was a something I really had to teach or it's not kinda, it's teach like, myself. But yeah, it's kind of like prayer. Yeah. How do you get better at it? You do you it. You do it. Right? Yeah. How do, yeah. How do, how do I find myself in a situation where it's like, I want to be around people. Okay. There's a, you gotta lady. go do it. Right. Ask her on a date. Yeah. Go to lunch, go to dinner, treat her well. Yes. Say, okay, that was great. Or, Oh, well, I got a lot to learn from you. Yes. I, I always used to tell guys this. I don't know if I ever told you this. Um, I used to tell guys at the end of a date, um, ask this question to the young lady and just say, Hey, is there anything I could have done um, that would have made our evening or our time together better? 
That's it. <laughs> and, and guys are like, I would never yeah. ask that. I'm like, yeah, because yeah, she'll tell you. Yes, she will. Right? Hey, you know what? You were a real jerk when you did this, or hey, you could have done this. But I'm just like, I, I, you know, just little things where you can like listen and learn. You know, I mean, a bad date, it's like, yeah, you, you can have a bad date and it didn't go well. And it's like, that wasn't a great connection. And then at the end, just kind of like, hey, is there anything I could have done better? And it's like, yeah, guess what? Learn from that. <laughs> Do it better the next time. Yes. So you did. You stuck so yourself out there. Yeah. And, just, yeah, and went on some there were some good dates. There were some bad dates. And <laughs> um, there are things I figured out yeah. as what I what I liked, what I saw. And mm. like, same thing. Like we, we, I want, or I guess the three big things I looked at was, hey, are they are they plugged in? Yep. Are they in community? Are yep. they chasing after the Lord? Yep. That's number one. Yep. Start with that. How do they treat other people? Oh, I love that. And how do they like how are they to their family? Yes. Like those are three like very important things. Obviously physical attraction was a part of it. Um but that's not a top three yeah. for me. Yeah. Um and like any person I went on dates with, some of them checked all those three things and yeah. then it just didn't feel right. Yeah. And I was like Man, I don't, I don't She's know. She's gonna make a great wife for somebody. It's else. For somebody else, yeah. and honestly, a couple of those got married pretty shortly after we went yeah. on a couple of dates. Yeah, and I'm like, all right, like, wasn't me. Like, Wait a sec. Yeah, <laughs> wasn't me. Um, and then I found somebody. Yeah, and um, I met her the day she moved to Dallas, mm. and didn't think anything of it. She jokes now. She t- turned to her friend after we met and said, "I'm gonna marry that guy." No way. And I'm glad she didn't tell me that. Like. A month after knowing her, uh-huh. probably would have run away. Yeah, but um, I knew Trisha. Um, I knew I was going to marry Trisha when I met her. So she I, didn't know I, that. <laughs> um, you know what? Um, Trisha has some great discernment. Yeah. Um, so she waited to see what I would do and if I would pursue. Yeah. Right. But I, I knew I was like, I'm going to marry that girl. I saved the tickets. I was at a UT game. Yep. Right. September 26th. Um, and uh, they were playing North Texas, and I, um, I saved the tickets from the game. And on our wedding night, um, I gave her those tickets. Along with some other things, right? But just kind of that that aspect of like, I knew I was going to marry you when I met you. So it, it can be a little spark that kind of yeah. hits and you go, you know what? Everything that I've been looking for, um, not only do you check all the boxes, but I really like, I enjoy just spending time with you. Yeah. You know? I mean, yeah. she was like an immediate like best friend for me. Yeah. Um, but it is kind of funny because we're, we're still very different. Yes. Um, you know, one of the first things I did when I met Trisha, the next day I took a bunch of books over for her to read. Um, Trisha was not a reader then. So <laughs> she's, she's like, you should read these. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you should read these. Right. Um, and she's like, I don't read. Um, and so that was kind of a funny thing where, you know, yeah. now she's reading. Um, but at the beginning she's kind of like, what do I do with all this? So yes. you just, yeah, you, 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 you listen, you learn, you pay attention. Um, and and then, you know, as you go out, you find somebody that you go, wow, I really want to connect my life with them. But I, I like those three. Yeah. Right? Same again. So somebody who's so, walking with the Lord. Walking with the Lord, yep. has community around has community. her. Um, and then the second would be, um, how do they treat other, other people? people. Yeah. Um, and then third is, hey, what is it, like, how do they treat their family? Yeah. Um, and they don't have to come from a perfect family. No, Not totally. saying that, no, but it's, no. hey, are they like loving their family? Do they treat their parents well? Do they treat yeah. their siblings well? I, I tell girls this all the time, watch how a young man treats the other women in his life. Um, so if you're in you know, school, right? Yeah. If he doesn't treat his female teachers well, he's not going to treat you well, yep. right? If he doesn't treat his mom well, he's not going to treat you well. Girls miss this concept that when a, when a young man is pursuing them, they'll treat them well. But once they get them, in a sense, right? Like once you become my girlfriend or once you become my wife, right? Then you become another woman. Yes. Right. And it's like, if I don't treat the women in my life well, once I'm done pursuing you, I'll treat you like I treat the other women in my life. Yes. So pay attention to that. If yes. you can't, when you go to a restaurant, right, if, if you're a waitress, 
right, is serving you and the young man is not respectful of her, that's a guy I leave right there. Yeah, absolutely. And that's, that's part of serious. it. And that's what Just, <laughs> I think any woman should look yep. for in guys. Yep. If you don't treat people well around you, you're not going to treat me well, even though you're treating me well now because yeah. <laughs> you're interested in me. Right, there will be a day where you treat me like everybody else, and I watch that. That's super important. Yeah. So I love that. Those are great. So, so yeah. So recently engaged, getting, recently engaged, getting ready to get married. Yep, October seventh. So coming up in less than six months. That's uh, that's that's uh, it's a great phase of life. Marriage is not. Um, <clears throat> I, I, I say this right because. Um, you know, Jesus was single, right? Mm-hmm. So you can pursue God and be single your whole life. Yes. Uh, marriage is a very unique and interesting relationship that God has brought in, right? Orchestrated it, designed it. It's his, um, you know, it, part of his plan. Yes. Um, and it's a very profound relationship that I think, um, you know, most people probably will look to be in that particular relationship. Um, unfortunately, in our culture, it's become something um, kind of diminished and kind of, you know, um, watered down in a mm-hmm. sense. Um, but it's still a huge expectation for people. I just think, um, you know, those things of kind of putting yourself in the right place, um, making sure that you're the kind of man that a young woman can connect her life with is the first step. Right. But then just kind of that, you know, go out on some dates and see how the relationship goes and grow in it. But you've got a, you've got a long journey ahead of you. Yes. I'm excited for you. All right. And for, you know, your fiance, it's going to be a great journey for you because you're, uh, at a great place where you, you know, you understand the work that it takes to develop that relationship. Yes. So really, really excited about yeah. it. Yeah. Um, never really mentions engagement in the Bible. Nope. So that's, uh, <laughs> not something that's there, but, uh, I think, you know, the way we've lived in our single life, yes. um, has prepared us well for this moment. Yeah. And, uh, we're really excited uh, for what God's going to do next. And the only thing I really remember when I actually proposed was saying, I want to make disciples with you. Yeah. And um, that's something I had a friend mention to me. And I was like, that is... That's a great line. That's a call that I... Like, I've always wanted to do that. Yes. Be a father, make disciples. Um, and I'm doing that now in my life. Amen. And that's just going to be a part of my life. It's yeah. a continuation of what you I'm know, already it, doing. Okay. So I love... I just... Last, the last point for me, make disciples, right? Um, if you have biological children, right, those should be made in disciples. Yes. You don't have to have biological no. children to have spiritual children. No. Right? You should be making spiritual children yes. all the time. Yes. You should have a huge a Great family. commission. Great commission. Have a huge family, right, of, you know, older Pauls that are pouring into you, younger Timothys that you're pouring into. If God blesses you, right, with your own children, right, of course you're going to disciple them. <laughs> right, yes. Right. Um, but yeah, I, I think that, you know, the whole concept of being an empty nester, right? Because I'm a few years away from in the sense of being an empty nester. I'm like, that doesn't even make any sense to me. No. My, my biological children are not my only children. So right. <clears throat> I'll never have an empty nest of my children because I'll always be pouring into young men and discipling them and training them. Right. So I, I have four, right, biological children yes. of my own, but they're not my only kids. Nope. Right. And my spiritual dads, I have several spiritual fathers. Right, men who have poured into me. So, good stuff, Garrett. I appreciate it. I appreciate you spending a little time and giving giving some words of wisdom, right, from the journey that you've been on with some other young guys. Yes, sir. I appreciate the time, and uh, I'm just thankful for you, Dan. All right, thank you. Thank you for listening to Training for Manhood. If you found the conversation to be valuable, make sure to rate us where you listen to podcasts. Also, check out additional content on our website, trainingformanhood.com. That's training, the number four, manhood.com. Until next time, in the words of King David, be strong and show yourself a man.